guys, welcome to another episode of the MVC Youth Podcast. I'm here with two guests, Trav and Frida. But before we get into, oh, sorry, I'll introduce the topic first as well. That's a good idea. We're talking about leadership today. And since these guys are uh, leaders, uh, the youth leaders at the North Vale Adventist Church here in Adelaide. But before we get into that, I'll let Ted talk about our sponsor. They help keep the lights on. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, thanks, Paul. Um, no, we don't have a sponsor, but we have a, um, a Morphavale a Youth uh, t-shirt. If you are interested in buying one, um, Paul will put a little picture of the shirt um, in the post-edit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing it right now. It says service on it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, we're just like, you know, we want to kind of have some, some sort of a uniform here at Morphavel, but we don't want to make it exclusive to Morphavel. Mm-hmm. So if you live in the Adelaide area, um, yeah, feel free to contact us by our Instagram, which is mvcyouth, or our email, which is contactmvcyouth at gmail.com. If you'd like to ask questions or make an order about it as well. Yeah, awesome. So let's get right into it. I just want to introduce Frida and Trav, and I'll let them talk about basically who they are so i guess we'll start with trav um what's your who are you and what's your role here at church uh yeah so i'm travis i'm married to chelsea which is ted's sister so he's my brother-in-law maybe that's why i've gone on the podcast in the first place <laughs> i don't know i hope it's because you kept nagging me <laughs> every day 10 messages a day um yeah so that's that's who i am um i and the associate pastor here at the church as well as the uh chaplain at the school which is literally a stone throw away so yeah that's a little bit about me and what i do yeah yeah what about any hobbies passions um i love fitness um i guess the main one that i go on about probably a little bit too much if you ask ted (laughs) as well is uh mountain biking um do it all the time do it with frida's fiance jason so yeah that's what i do in my spare time which is, yeah, I really prioritize that because it's just <laughs> meditation for me. So, yeah. yeah. Is that like a weekly thing or try to go out more? I, my goal this year was to do 100 rides. So that's oh. roughly two a week. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much on pace for that. The weather right now might slow down a little bit, but yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Any injuries? <laughs> this year, no. <laughs> this year, no. Last year, there was a few broken toe, concussions oh. and stuff. But yeah, this year, I've been pretty good. Maybe marriage life has uh, settled me down. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> Whether good or better for worse. Yeah, for better, for better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Frida, um, let's talk about you. Who, I guess, who are you and yeah, what's your role here at church? Um, well, I'm Frida. I work up at the school, so I'm a teacher, year seven teacher, science and history and geography. Um, what I do at church is I'm a youth leader with Ted over here, and um, I also run adventurous for church as well and mm. do a bit of primary school, cyber school stuff. So, awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about like one, one hobby that you have that stands out in your mind. <laughs> one hobby? Um, well, I just, I love traveling and I just can't get enough of it. Um, and yeah, I think that's maybe my main one. <laughs> Where was the last place you've been? The last Let's place. Let's go say overseas. Yeah, well, I went to Norway for a wedding um, yeah. and we went to Italy as well. And that's my favorite country to visit. Amazing. Um, so I recommend that one. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Let's get into the topic of leadership. Like I mentioned before, um, Ted, Trav, and Frida are all leaders here at Morphabout Church. 
Um, and I guess we can start with, I guess anyone who has any thoughts. Um, but the first question I have here is, what are the key attributes and roles of being a leader in general? I can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess like the main attributes of being a leader definitely comes like you have to be responsible. And I know what we've kind of talked about this on a previous podcast, but that was something I wasn't always the best at being. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess like over the last like couple of years, like I've definitely matured as a person and that I would say that was like, the, that's the, one of the biggest like things you need to be as a, as a leader. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would say something you have to have is um, humility. You have to stay humble. Um, maybe something I didn't always have a lot of, but I'm also working on that. And um, I think it's important to lead through serving rather than, you know, powering on. This is the way, you know? Mm. Mm, definitely. Um, I guess for me, I guess what you're leading and why you're leading is really important, like who you're representing as you lead. And I think that I guess relates to both spirituality and in, I guess, in the real world, if you wanna, wanna use those um, two divides. Cause yeah, you're representing something as a leader and it's something that's bigger than yourself. So how are you reflecting that? And uh, I guess for me, like as a leader, I wanna be, I wanna reflect Jesus and the principles and the values that he stands for. So yeah, and that involves service and I guess responsibility, like encompasses mm. both. So yeah, yeah. that's something that's super important for me. Yeah, and that like stands out in my mind as being like a role model, mm. um, especially I guess in the church. Yeah, definitely. Quite important. Yeah. Um, something I'm trying to get better towards, like <laughs> oh, aim towards as well. We all but, need to get better at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a journey for sure. Yeah. So we've already briefly touched on it, but how does being a leader in the church differ from just being a leader in general? Is there anything that stands out? Um, I don't. I don't think. I. I don't think think that like it differs a lot. Like, of course, the context does change, mm. but I would say that like a lot of the main bullet points are mm. similar. Like Definitely. whether whether you're whether you're a leader, like at church or like you're you're a manager in in like a store of some kind. Like you you st- like if you're working at a store, you still need to reflect like the motto that whatever company you work for like follows mm-hmm. like their mantra or whatever whatever it's called in companies yeah like you still yeah i think i think it's best mission that, statement or something yeah mission <laughs> statement yeah like you need to be reflecting the attitudes of the company much like what you were just saying mm-hmm. before like we like as leaders we want to reflect jesus or like you know we we're trying to show people jesus so it's best that we reflect him as much as we can mm. Mm. yeah i definitely think like the, the principles are the same sometimes the application is different so I guess in like um, the church world, leadership isn't uh, so much as a manager role, while I guess in the corporate world, a leader is more of the time the manager. But as like a church leader, you're more trying to vision and empower rather than trying to make sure everyone's in their boxes because you want people to go outside of their boxes. So I know that's not always the case in the corporate world. Sometimes they hire people for those things, but they're not normally the boss. They're normally someone else they hire to vision and empower and and push forward yeah so yeah like managing and leading they're very similar but they're not always always the same i guess that's a little bit of a difference in, in my mind that's right yeah yeah and that takes me back to my uh uni days because i did a leadership degree yeah and i honestly don't even remember like, <laughs> the theories behind yeah like leaders and managers but you're right there like i do remember that part yeah. where where i guess 
that's kind of like higher up like ceo sort of yeah, level where yeah. where they i guess are the motivational ones while yeah while managers are like line level and kind of just tell you what to do yeah like <laughs> managing like is a lot of the time like very structured and then they say like leadership is is messy because you're dealing more with people and people yep. are messy mm. but managing is like all about the systems and the structures so mm. yeah and obviously there is always i guess I don't even know what the word is. Things combined in the church world where there oh, yeah. is managing and, and leadership. But um, yeah, I guess yeah. yeah, I see a bit of a divide a little bit. Yeah. I actually just remembered one thing that I learned in my degree. They separate it from people-oriented and task-oriented yeah, yeah. leadership. So I guess that's a good segue. What do you think is your leadership style when it comes to... I guess... I guess we're all leaders, like you're all leaders in the church here, but mm. would you say you're more focused on uh, the people or getting the job done if there is a task in front <laughs> yeah, of you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I don't know. I'll be thinking about it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think that for me anyway, um, I think encouraging others um, and empowering them to do the job is definitely what I'm aiming for I'm not saying that I'm you know always doing it the right way but I think that that is probably key um Mm -hmm. yeah to to leading in a good way and to just making sure that the people that are delegated different roles feel like they're they can really thrive in that in that role and and you know yeah go further with it yeah Yeah, I, I think I think I'm very similar to you Frida like like I guess one of the things that I really want to get out of this of this role is empowering people, and that doesn't just mean like getting church numbers up, but also encouraging growth in people's relationships with God in the roles that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So like whether they are, um, I don't know, like whether they're a deacon, like whether they like just growing a relationship to an extent, like they can praise God by just like doing the work that you know mm-hmm. God has kind of given to them and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think, I don't know if this is like a good thing or a bad thing, but I think, well, no, it can be a good and bad thing, but I, I, I perceive myself as, as a, as a people pleaser sometimes, like, like I, sometimes I just like to keep the peace a little too much. Um, whether that's like, sometimes, like I said, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I don't want to be a pushover, but at the same time, I also try to keep everyone happy as best as I can. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess like when I was thinking about this question, when you asked it, I was like, man, there's heaps of different, like there's models for leadership. Yeah. And I guess the one that you were talking about, like task orientated or people orientated, I'd probably say I, I flick between task people and people task. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty middle of the field. I'm not a task task person or a people people person. Mm. So yeah, I guess if people don't know what that means, it's like when you go and talk to someone is the first thing that you want to, uh, talk about is the job that you want them to do or to see how they're going. And yeah, I guess that depends on the urgency and the person for me as well, like who I'm talking to. If I have a relationship with them, I'll be more willing to be like, hey man, how are you going? Oh, that's really good. Mm. Um, but I guess in other styles, I'd probably say for me as a leader, I'd probably say I'm a reluctant leader. I don't always like to be the vocal one. I'm definitely growing, growing in that way. Um, but I'd like to say that I lead mostly by example and Sometimes that can be, I guess, not seen as times, but that's okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. I probably say I try to lead by example more than voice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, for me, 
I guess in the corporate sense, we're doing the tests on like how you think you would be if you were becoming a manager or mm. a leader. And I think I was leaning towards like people yeah. just in the back of my mind also because that you, you know that if you have good relationships with people, they're happier yeah. and they're more productive at work mm. as well. Yeah, so, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I, um, I, I, I think I care a lot about relationships. Mm. Like I, th- I think that's a really important thing for everyone, like whether you're in a leadership role or not. And so I try and grow relationships with people, whether that like doesn't have to necessarily be like in depth or like, like real, like close, like best buds, mm. but at least, you know, getting comfortable where you can have conversations with them. Cause kind of what you were saying made me realize, I think I would prefer to have a conversation with someone and then be like, Hey, could you do this rather than just saying, Hey, can you do this for me? Mm. Cause yeah, like you were saying, it's, it makes people more like more, um, more on board with doing things. Yeah. And I guess in the church sense, if you know someone better, you know what they'd actually want to do, mm. what their likes mm. and dislikes are and where they but, can help them. But better. sometimes it's coming up to someone and be like, hey, can you do this? Can actually like, break ice if you actually haven't talked to them much before, which I found like sometimes you want an excuse to go and talk to someone and having like something asking them to do and empowering them to do something mm. can be that perfect ice, like breaking yeah. the ice because mm-hmm. you're not really sure how they will responded to you in the past or going to respond to you now. So... Yeah. Yeah. I guess we've covered a little bit, most of it already, but um, what, do you, what would you say your strengths are when it comes to your leadership styles and where, where have you sort of, I think, identif- identified um, where you do best in your leadership? I guess let's, at church, yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I, would, I don't know if I'd define it as a strength per se, but I have a real passion for like high school ministry or school ministry. So try, oh, all three of us actually um, are part of like this school outreach where it's called Friday and we invite high school kids to come along and like, I don't know how you describe it, do an afternoon activity, but also have like a element of church in there. So like last Friday we had a kind of a games afternoon, but then Trav kind of had a little story about like, about how God creates people and they all, they're all different and stuff like that. Mm. And so like that is definitely that is definitely opened my eyes to being like wow I really want to get more involved with introducing like high school and school kids to Jesus because mm-hmm. those are like the most impressionable years like yeah. where they where they where they're growing and they're they're trying to figure out the world for themselves and so I'd like to be I like to kind of be like Jesus's microphone <laughs> <laughs> or speaker I should say like yeah so that they can be introduced to Jesus yeah awesome. <clears throat> What about you guys? Strengths when it comes to... Yeah, I found, like, I always find this hard. I, I find like I'm a person that can see strengths in other people really well. But when it comes to me, I always just think <laughs> of my weaknesses first. And that's just because I have high expectations of myself. So, yeah, I kind of wish it was the opposite way. But I guess this is an area I need to grow. And, um, yeah, as I said, like, leading by example, I guess I try to... I feel like I can't ask people to do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. Um, like, I feel, yeah... Like what right do you have if you're not willing to put in that time? Maybe you wouldn't do the exact same thing as them, but it's saying, hey, I want you to spend some time on this, your free time. So I've got to be willing to put in that free time in as well. Yep. So I guess that's one one thing I'd say. And one thing I feel like I'm growing in, and I'm not perfect in this, but I love being able to, to lead through, um, I'm learning to love to lead through, I guess, communication and like casting vision um, and just being like big picture thinker. Um, so I say I'm a very good big picture person, but sometimes I struggle with the 
small steps to get to the the big picture so Mm. yeah um i would say for myself maybe um one of the strengths i have is to be very optimistic i feel like when someone comes with an idea that i will always see the opportunity in it or you know encourage them to pursue it um sometimes i could probably be more you know more realistic as well but i i think that people can dream big and you can go for it and you can try and you can fail but at least you've tried and you're learning from it Mm. so i always i would always encourage people to try something if they have a vision for how to you know how to reach the kids how to reach the youth how to do certain things um i think i'm quite open-minded about yeah in that area yeah good Mm. awesome well on the other side of the coin then what are some of the frustrations that come from being a leader in your experience <laughs> I, I think that one of my frustrations um, probably is trying to, I guess, trying to make everyone happy in a way. Um, I probably care too much what others are thinking as well. So I do, uh, you know, I do try and please a little bit, like Ted was saying. So we kind of we're a bit <laughs> both people pleasers, I think. Um, and um, another thing is that I, I find it frustrating when there's people who've been, maybe, you know, they've been in a certain role in the church for a very long time and they can't see a different way of doing things. Um, but, you know, it's always good that they're in that role and that they take it seriously. Um, but I think that can be a bit frustrating sometimes because I do think there's new ways of doing things that could be even better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah, I guess for me, I don't, I don't struggle with the people-pleasing thing. I've been told, and I, I do know this for myself, it's not like I've just been told and I'm unaware, <laughs> is that I'm sometimes I lack a little bit of tact. Like, I'm a very straight shooter. I'm sure you guys probably know that I am. It's not, it's not, like, it's not something I try to hide. It's something I appreciate when people can be upfront and honest, but sometimes, yeah, I guess you need to know when's the right time. But as I said, always growing and learning. But yeah, I guess I guess for me, like some of the, the frustrations that, that can come from that is uh yeah, when you when you might burn some relationships by not saying things the right way. Or um, another one, I guess talking about vision and, and stuff like that, is like I guess we all have our own versions of vision and where things should be and it's really hard when visions don't align. Like, it might be like, that's a really awesome thing that that person's thinking. That's a really awesome thing that other person's thinking. And it's a really awesome thing that you're thinking. But which one's more important? Because you don't always have the resources to do them all. And maybe you could only pick two and then the other person feels burnt. But those two work better towards the vision where everyone else is going. So, yeah, I guess, the, yeah, I guess that's the, the hard bit to encourage people, even though their idea might not be useful now and maybe in the future so yeah, yeah. Mm. well going off that is that kind of like a problem of the vision being too broad did you want like is, would it be advantageous to like have a sub vision <laughs> if that makes sense like maybe amongst a group of leaders like yourselves i'm just thinking off the top of my head like maybe is that something that you guys already do or um yeah, th- what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think sometimes it could be because the vision is too broad, but yeah. I think sometimes it's also just uh, sometimes people have ideas that don't fully align with the greater vision as well. Yeah, and that doesn't mean sure. that their ideas are wrong. It's just not might not be the direction that something in general is heading, and it might be small, it might be big, 
too. Yeah. I think the problem that if you start getting subvisions is that sometimes it can uh, it can lose a little bit of direction and they yeah. think that their thing's the biggest thing because it has right. the vision. Well, we've got to make sure that the, the biggest thing is God's kingdom, like mm-hmm. we're, we're, how are we growing God's kingdom in our context. And then, yeah, and just like resources is a huge thing as well. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hopefully that made, made yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think Trav definitely hit the nail on the head. It's... Like with that, it's, it, it is a huge frustration when like, especially when those things, like when, when you say to someone like, this is really awesome, but like right now, like there, there are, I guess there are bigger fish to fry. And sometimes people, yeah, like Trevor was saying, you know, they can get really upset by that, but then they take personal offense to it. And like, that can be really hard to fix. Mm-hmm. And then going, like going back to what Frida was saying about the people pleasing thing, like, it's when it's when you kind of get in this mess when you know it's not quite like quite in the same direction but then you get stuck in this being like oh yeah cool man that's like really awesome and then like you yeah and then this is yes like i said it's a big mess (laughs) like being caught by by knowing that's not the direction that's probably the best way to go but then supporting them is what well by endorsing it and kind of knowing that it's not going to end very well. Yeah. And one of the reasons it doesn't always end well, and the reason I notice because that this is how I think personally, mm-hmm. is like sometimes I have like, like where say like at A and I want to get to Z like straight away and I have my vision is Z and then I'm trying to like get there straight away and other people like that as well. Like there's visionaries and there's like the doers and sometimes there's people with the vision, they want to get to Z and then you're like, no, yeah, that's awesome but we need to take some steps to get, like it's a process, like there's mm. other people involved, it's gonna take time, it's gotta take time. And then like sometimes people don't see that. And like I know in the past, I haven't seen it like that. And I'm like, oh, they just think my idea's dumb. Oh, they don't wanna empower me, oh, da, da, da. But really they know that if they jump straight there, there's a more likelihood that you're gonna get burnt by other people and they don't want you to be hurt by what other people mm. are gonna say about you because it's too yeah. much of a change. Like change has gotta be, it's got to be quicker than what we're doing in the in like in the church world, but it's not a zero to a hundred like in two mm. seconds. It's sometimes it's a slower process than what we'd like it to be. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to say like I think that's what's really important about having a leadership group rather than just having like one because mm. like it helps it helps keep one another like focused on you know, what is more important when it comes to, you know, different forms of outreach and pouring your resources into different things. But then also this people pleasing thing, because I know that it's much easier to be like, just tell that person that, that like, hey, maybe, maybe that's not right, rather than saying it yourself. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, hypothetically, Frida, someone comes up to Frida and they're like, hey, like, let's like, let's do a bottle o and we'd like promote Jesus. And then Frida be like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool idea. And <laughs> And like say it's cool just to please them. Yeah. And then and then we can and then we can and then we can be like, hey Frida, like no. <laughs> and then, like Frida, like yeah. So be it's, honest, yeah. So yeah. Maybe not the be best honest, example, yeah. but extremes, man. Is this your was this actually your idea? It was it was it was my idea and it got it got shut down. Shut down. <laughs> I have my own just grudge. Random example. <laughs> Bottles for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good idea. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like having having like 
having a group of people making decisions is is good, um, mm. and that's why like for a while as as a church we didn't have like I was a youth pastor but and the associate pastor, but I don't see my role as being the youth leader. And then we didn't have anyone in that role for a little while. Yep. And I wanted to make get more well, these two involved because it's important to be challenged and to grow together. Because if you're in a silo by yourself or even just two people, like you can sometimes just think the way like very similar. But as soon as you put another person in the mix, they're gonna think some someone's gonna think something different in a situation, and that challenges you to grow and to, to think bigger as well. So yeah, leadership should always be done in in groups the as much Trinity. as possible. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> we are the unholy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not compare. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I I think Morpher Vale is maybe the only church in South Australia who has more than one youth leader. Is that is that right? Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I maybe I think the Grove might. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But don't, don't don't quote me. Oh well, yeah, no, yeah. no. Are we also the biggest youth, or who has the most? Uh, we probably say we would be the be the biggest. I would, I would say, if, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, except for that fact alone that we are the biggest. What are the other advantages that come with having a group of three for a youth group? And a youth- group youth group of leaders i should say can i say yeah for that i think that one of the advantages is that one person um you know wants to support a lot of different types of areas and Mm. wants to attend everything um if they're the only youth leader but then they can also spread themselves really thin i think Mm. and with having for example you know two youth leaders and then an associate pastor working together then you can um you know, you can go to more things and be fully involved in it. Um, and you can be in charge of certain areas yourself without, you know, burning out, I think. Mm. Um, mm. You know, because every day of the week, there'd be something to go to and something to support. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I guess there's like this idea as well. It's like, obviously, a lot of leadership stuff is like time management. Like, oh, you only have so many hours in a day. But I was listening to a podcast today, actually. Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast is a really good podcast. Um, he was he was talking about how it's not just time management but energy management and how something that might drain you might energize someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have more people, like you may be able to delegate so people are doing the job they're energized by. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like I'm energized by the same things Frieda is. Frieda's not energized by the same things Ted is. So we can spread through so then we do things we're passionate about. Yeah. And even though you get tired with the things you're passionate about, it's not a much of a mental drain, rather it's a physical drain. You can mm-hmm. always get more sleep. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, emotionally draining stuff is harder to, to get, I guess, get re-energized from. And that's where yeah. burnout happens. For so, sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. Um, I think as well, like I would say that a lot of, this is just like, I'm pretty much just summarizing what these guys are saying, <laughs> but it's like, I have my passions in one area and then Frida has her own passions in one area and like Trav also has his own passions. So then we are kind of doing our own things that are suitable to what we are passionate about. And so that way it, we don't spread ourselves too thin and we don't lose energy because we are, we are giving time into like one area in, rather than doing it into three or four areas or like, yeah. So mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy working with the high school kids and I, I, I really want to start focusing on, you know, a ministry in that area 
to bring them to bring them into church. Whereas Frida might may be more passionate about you know young adults because at Morphavel it's not just you know high school kids; it's also young adults as well. Mm. And so that way, like we're not we're we're being more useful in one main area than being useless in two areas. Mm. And then that way, I guess you can sort of you have the resources to go further than what you normally do yeah obviously mm. with more people but as well as you can i guess cover more ministries like you were just saying yeah, yeah. And, and that idea of people like freed is connected to different people than yeah. i'm connected with and Ted yeah. as well so if you have three people that have more like your connections go further and the mm-hmm. best resources that we have is always people power and you're also yeah. representing more people yeah. when you come when it comes to making decisions and things you mm. also yeah. you know get feedback from a lot of different you know, angles, which I think is really healthy. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. Is that something you guys have gotten a lot of, like feedback from, like as a group or individual feedback from the church or school or things like that? I think mainly from the school because we've only really just started. Yeah. Um, even though it's been in like a couple of months, like Frida's been away and traveling the world as probably <laughs> is. So I guess from the school, like, we really work closely like, with the school, I guess, us three and the other chaplain, uh, Jess. And in regards to like the Friar area, like with all three people, all four of us working in the, the one space, you're able to make a, a bigger impact there. And I guess, yeah, I know I've talked to the principal, I've talked to, um, or yeah, there was feedback at the business meeting, like a church meeting, for those who don't know, like people were really, really, I guess, impressed and um, encouraged by the fact that, yeah, we have a lot of people working in areas um, that, yeah, they see value in. So, mm. yeah. Awesome. Well, those are all, like, I guess, the good things about having a bigger group of leaders. But where could you say that you could fail as a leader? Or ha- maybe have you felt like you have failed in an area? And you don't have to go into details, but feel free to share as much as you want. <laughs> I, would, I would say for me... Um, I think I think in a role like this, it's a little bit like you can make it, you know, you can make it a lot or you can make it little. Like it's it's quite a vague, in a sense, like it's quite a vague role, but you have a lot of impact if you want to. Mm. And so I think um, because I, you know, I've been away and things, I think until I feel like I know exactly in what areas I'm useful, I feel like I'm not as resourceful as I could have been. Um, but I think that that will come once we really like, you know, get the ball rolling and really talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know I, I made the write up for this week, but I think I used the wrong word. Um, fail is probably not the word I should have used. I should have written, um, learning curve because I mean, like I, I, I believe that, you know, whenever something doesn't work out and like, you think like, Oh, is this like, is this a God driven thing? And it doesn't work out like maybe God is trying to tell me or try and teach me something in that moment. And so I guess that's like, yeah, I just wanted to kind of rephrase the question. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, fail is such an ugly word yeah, in my, in my right. opinion. And so when, when you think of fail, you think like miserable and negative, but when you change it to like learning curve or a teachable moment, it really does like it builds character and it builds like who you are as a person and a leader Mm-hmm. Um, and not not necessarily in the context of being a youth leader, but I know that in the past, like for hockey, um, I I am I am I was the assistant captain for the under twenty one team 
like national league team and being in that role you need to be very um i guess sensible on the ice so that means not 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 taking stupid penalties not not fighting and all that sort of stuff and i used to be uh a bit of a rat bag <laughs> and when it comes to you know I, I like i might just say something to someone i might like trash talk someone and then the, like the coach or i'd get a stupid penalty for like slashing or tripping like yeah. one that I was being silly and I like should have just like focused on the game mm. and like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm not supposed to do these things because like I'm in a, I'm in a position of leading by example, because if I, and this, I guess this goes for the same as in church as well. Like if I'm doing things that I guess don't align with the church, then that is, that is inviting other people to do the same thing. And especially, like, I know I keep going back to, you know, school kids and, and young and, like, teenagers, but, like, those kids will think that that is okay because they don't know any, they may not know any better. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, like, one thing that I'm really focusing on is, like, leading properly. By example. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not just saying one thing, but then doing actions in another. Because yeah. what, what if I'm out in public and I'm being, like, an annoying person in society like i'm at i'm at the shopping mall with my friends and i'm like annoying old people and like kids from kids from you know from church or whatever see that then they'll think oh that's funny i'm gonna do that as well no that's like a terrible idea mm. so yeah. and then there's the other the other end like my, they, might, they might not even see it as funny but then they look at ted as a leader and they're like oh well and he might have his really good initiative in another area and they're just yeah. like nah stuff it like yeah, i've seen him do this he's inconsistent yeah. yeah. Um, a hypocrite. Yeah. 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 And I guess yeah. that's something I guess for me as well is like ways that I've failed or <laughs> learning curves. As I said, like oh, I, I try to pride myself as leading by example. And yeah, I guess if you have lapses in judgment or um, yeah, like something I love to do is like I love to play sport with the kids at school and stuff, like in a, in a, in a public place, like outside of school. And yeah. Yeah, sometimes I don't have the best uh, anger management. Um, and it's not like at the kids or anything. It's normally like if, so- if someone else is doing something towards the kids or, you know, I just say something stupid and it gets like out of control, like a bit of banter and stuff like with some <laughs> other people. And then like, I always drive home in the car. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like these kids think that's okay now. And then how can I go to them later when they do it? And I say, that's wrong because I can't because that's hypocritical. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, I can't think of other examples or like learning curves, but I know there's been there's been plenty. Like even if there even a situation that I yeah I I thought I handled really well, and I still believe to this day I did. Mm-hmm. Like there's still things I'm like oh I wish I did that little bit different. Oh I wish yeah. I did that little bit different. Yeah yeah. And I guess there's this idea of like um, failing forward. Like if you fail, make sure it's in the right direction mm-hmm. and know that you can learn from it. It's from a book. It's not my own idea, but yeah, failing forward. You should just steal it. <laughs> well, since leading by example is such an important thing, if there was a situation where that were to happen again, how would you try to fix that in a way that they will actually take it on? You know what I mean? Like, how can you recover? <laughs> you make a mistake. Yeah, and like the if, situation comes yeah, up again. Kind of like your example where if if you maybe say the wrong thing. How can you recover from, oh, like they, they sort of like don't maybe not trust you as much, but they kind of want to follow what you're doing. It's I, not necessarily the right thing. Yeah, I think for that, uh, and I've learned that in teaching as well, it's really important to just be 
open and transparent mm. that yeah. you're a human mm. that you have certain standards for yourself but sometimes you fail and mm. that can also even empower the kids because they know that you know you're trying to to do something but the same way that they're failing you're also failing once in a while um, and it can even make them want to try to go that way mm. knowing that you've failed but knowing that you'll keep going towards that goal or way of being or you know keeping that standard up yeah i guess yeah, it's that idea of being authentic and being real uh, there's this quote from craig rochelle again that he always says at the end of his leadership podcast is like people would rather follow a leader that's always real than a leader that's always right mm. so when you've made a mistake obviously in the right context like let people know and yep. don't be if people call you out on something and you realize you're wrong don't be defensive about it as, yeah as much as you can not be defensive <laughs> about it in the yeah. moment and just be like Take a moment, but hey, I actually do think I do need to pray about that. Mm. Because, yeah, people want people who are real, not know it alls. Yeah, being like not being defensive is something that I'm definitely working on at the moment for mm. like this reason, like being in a leadership role. And I know as humans, it's so easy to just like snap back yeah. at someone. And like whether whether or not they're trying to be malicious or just like looking out for you, like it's just so quick and it's like always trying to explain myself rather than just like taking on what they said and like reflecting on it. Because I mean, it's so easy to be caught up in your own little world that you don't actually notice those mm, yeah. the things that you're doing wrong. Um, but also, oh, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but also talking about... No, I think I lost my train of thought. To be honest, <laughs> it's all right. It was gonna be good. It was actually gonna be. Su- it was gonna be super profound. I tell you. <laughs> all good. All good. <laughs> um, do you think being young leaders is a challenge? Or I could, I could reword that a little bit. What's What's the hardest thing about being a young leader? It's something I struggled with for a long time, a really, really long time, um, especially when I was at, at Avondale studying to do what I'm doing now. I, one of, we had this course called CPE and it was like this idea where you yeah, called clinical partial education where you go in and you talk to people and you just like minister to them where they're at. You have to do all these practical hours and then you'd come back and then you'd debrief with the supervisor. And I can remember so many times my supervisor saying to me like, Travis, you have something valuable to give but you don't think you're, you're valuable enough. You think you're too young. You think you have nothing to bring to the situation. Mm. And I, that's always just played in my mind and it's something that I guess has probably made me a reluctant leader in, in ways. People might not always think that about me. I try to carry myself like fake it till you make it. But yeah, I guess yeah, being a, a young leader can be hard, but I guess being a leader in any situation can be hard. Like, mm. oh, I'm an old person. I can't lead because I'm not relevant. Like there's all these different reasons mm. to think that you're not a leader. Yeah, but you need to try to push them out and be like, "Well, these are the reasons why I can be a leader, and these are the reasons I should be a leader." Yeah, because everyone has yeah. those qualities, and that's why you're, I guess, put in that position in the first place. <laughs> I yeah. guess it can be a combination of other people thinking that you are capable mm. and not knowing that you're capable, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. else? <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was very much the same, thinking the same as Trav. I think. Uh, for me, knowing that I don't have that much experience, I feel when I talk to people who, you know, have been in this field for a long time, I, I think, you know, who am I to say anything? Who am I to have an opinion or even an idea? Because they're so 
they're so experienced they know this so well and so I do yeah I do feel a bit reluctant sometimes to um, you know step up and really do leave you know um, but I think that it's important as well to, as a leader to just you know give people credit for the fact that they do have so much experience and I, I try to do that a lot as well mm. Mm. Cool. yeah I guess I have this verse that I always go to it's pretty common for those who are in the Christian world but for those who don't know like um, Paul was writing to this young leader called Timothy, and so it's in the book of First Timothy, chapter four, verse verse twelve. And it says, "Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young, but be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, your love, your faith, and your purity." Yeah. I guess that's just a reminder to me. It's like just being an example. Once again, is the best way to lead. But just because you're young doesn't mean you don't have things to bring to the table. You mm-hmm. can always be an example to people mm. by how you how you talk to them, how you love them how you, you care for them and stuff like that so yeah i think the bible has some examples of that mm. like leaders where you wouldn't you wouldn't expect mm. them to be in that position yeah but definitely god can use everyone yeah <laughs> well i mean moses didn't yeah. talk he couldn't talk yeah <laughs> and, and you know like he used him as a leader mm. um yeah. but yeah i think being being a young leader or this is more of a personal thing i'm not speaking for these two mm. but I, I i believe like a lot of young people are naive like especially me and so like that is some of the that's some of the hard bits about being one at at a young age is because you don't actually have a full understanding of everything going on around you and that's why it's so important to be listening and 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 learning like if i if i'm just gonna if i'm gonna continue down the path that i am without with like by keeping a closed mind then like i'm just gonna run this youth group into the ground because I'm not, I'm not like learning new things and I'm not taking advice from other people that will help empower myself and mm-hmm. others. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely like that thing. And that makes you think of like confidence playing a big role as well. Mm-hmm. Like where, where is the middle ground where you like, say for example, you're in like a, you have to make a decision about like something as a, as a leader you need to make a decision on like maybe a quick one in the moment like what like what's the best route to take is it confidence or is it maybe doing something that's not the best because if you're not confident they might people might think that you're not sort of up for the job confident yeah exactly like where where is that middle ground especially in like quick moments tough one (laughs) yeah for sure i guess it's just making sure like knowing that leadership like everyone's a leader Mm. like this is the first thing so if you know that like everyone should be resourcing themselves to be the best leader possible so if you have then if you're in a leadership position because not everyone's in a leadership position while everyone is a leader but if you're in a leadership position and you've realized your whole life you're a leader you should always be upskilling yourself to be a leader so then when you come into those quick moments you actually will be more resourced in your mind to deal with those things so yeah there's no like in the moment there's no way to really deal with it in the moment unless you prepare beforehand yeah so you're always like upskilling yourself reading books spending time with god like listening to podcasts praying heaps Mm. and stuff like that i think will help in those moments Mm. yeah yeah i definitely think you answered that pretty pretty well Mm. awesome so what are some of the best things about being a leader maybe you can pull back some of your past experiences <laughs> oh, anyone <laughs> well, i guess i've been in the, the role longest so i'll go first <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> but, i don't know i guess for me like 
my I love seeing other people do stuff. Like I, I, one of my favorite things to do is like when I'm home lying in bed with my wife, just being like talking throughout my day, and be like oh so awesome when this person did this today, or so awesome when this person did that, mm. and just seeing other people get Jesus or feel confident in a situation where they're like oh I'm actually confident to do this. And you can see like the lights, like the switch turn on in their mind. And you're like, man, that's awesome that they feel empowered, that they feel useful. Mm. Um, and that I can be a facilitator, I can be a coach, I can be a person who serves them to reach their potential. So I guess that's, that's for me, like the best thing is just seeing other people grow. Nothing, nothing compares to that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, like one of the, one of the cool, one of the cooler things is like, I know I keep going back to like kids from school, but I mean, we're, we're giving them the opportunity to learn more about Jesus, mm. which is like such an awesome thing, but it's like super awesome as well when you see them act like really enjoying it. Mm. And like, you know, you can have conversations or you can ask kids questions where they actually say something like pretty insightful, especially when their background isn't necessarily in, in a church. So like you may, you may ask them a question related to the Bible and they might like, you can see that like the cogs are turning in their mind and then they, they actually like get a valuable lesson out of, you know, learning more about Jesus, which, which comes from, you know, the, the chaplaincy team at Prescott. Um, but yeah, also like another thing, I guess is, you know, when, <laughs> if they're, if they're hanging out, like if they're at a social event on a Saturday night, you know, you know that those kids are safe and they're not doing silly things as well. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with both of these things being said. It's, um, it's just amazing, I think, to be able to, you know, work with youth, which is so broad. Um, it starts at such, you know, it starts, starts with teenagers and you get to know the teenagers and you can try and lead them by example, but you can also look to people who are a bit older than you because there's youth in our, um, you know, in our church that are in their 30s and they have families, they have different experiences and they can also be a role model to you. And so you just get such a wide range when you're a youth leader. There's so, you know, so many stages that you get to see, people you get to know. It's just amazing, you know, yeah, when everyone hangs out, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to like share this quick story about like an example of this best, like the best thing about being a leader. Mm-hmm. Like for as as Ted was saying before, it's like we're like our role as leaders is to lead people to be leaders for Jesus and to lead people to Jesus mm-hmm. at the same time. And uh, there's this 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 particular student who I've been working with like on and off like through Bible studies and obviously seen him at school all the time for the past like. Well, this is my fourth year here. For four years, it's been on and off. And at the beginning, they were like pretty much on the like the side of like not believing in God and all this type of stuff. And then like literally this year, they've they were like, Pastor Travis, you would not guess what just happened. Uh, this is four years doing Bible studies with him. Half the time, just banging my head against the wall, being like, "They're just not like not getting this. Like, I don't know what else I'm meant to do." We talked about this three weeks ago, and they keep asking questions, and they say they understand it, and then they they come in and like, you would not believe this. Like, someone was dissing God, and I was the one who stood up for God. And it's like, and I was like, and that made me realize that I actually do believe this. And like, that's when you're just like, man, that's what energizes yeah. me. And I'm just like, well, that's what, that's what makes it worth it. Like mm-hmm. there's, to be honest, like as a leader, there's probably more things that go wrong than go right. But the things that go right, 
make all those other things not even matter. Like, mm, so, definitely. Yeah, I guess that's a, a little story, a vague one without <laughs> giving away too much yeah. detail, <laughs> <laughs> giving away confidentiality or anything. So, yeah. No, so. that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess to wrap up, what's one piece of wisdom you'd give to someone who is maybe becoming a new leader or is considering a leadership role what's one thing that you've learned from your own roles that you would you would tell someone if they're coming into that listen listen like i i like to talk a lot and i mean i'm i you know we're doing this podcast and i'm sure a lot of people know that i like to talk so that also means that i don't often listen so like that is one of the things that i've definitely learned and i would encourage other people to do because i mean if you just keep talking you're not learning (laughs) yeah awesome yeah i think um delegate there's so many people that, you know, are so much more capable of doing different roles than I am. And so instead of trying to micromanage and lead it a certain way, I think it's important to just let them take the reins. And then you just try and, you know, have the resources and empower them where they go, but definitely delegate. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As for me, something that's been playing on my mind heaps recently is this idea like availability is my best ability. So I tell people like, if you want to be a leader, or you want to be a leader for God, I'd be available. And if you're yeah. available, God will use you. If you're mm, not yeah. available, you can't do things. So yeah, availability is your best ability. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, unless anyone has something else to share, I think we'll uh, wrap it up there. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Um, Thank you, guys. I think we can, yeah, I guess, open up the conversation if you want to keep it going. If you have any questions for anyone, um, you can post them in the comments if you're on YouTube. Um, but there's multiple ways to get in touch with us. I, like I just said, the comments, or you can go on to uh, contactmvcyouth at gmail.com. That's our email, or our Facebook and Instagram, Morphavow uh, Youth MVY on Facebook, MVC Youth on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, thanks for tuning in again, mm. and um, we'll see you next time. Just quickly, one thing. <laughs> um, next episode will be our last episode mm. for, I guess you could call it season one. Um, Paul and I will be taking a break after the next, next one, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of reflect on, you know, what went right, what went wrong, like how, yeah. how, how can we, com- how we can make this better and how we can reach out to more people as well. But yeah, so stay tuned last season finale. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> nah, it'll be, it'll be really cool. Um, yeah. yeah thank you to everyone that's, uh, you know, been on this journey with us. Like mm-hmm. it's been really awesome. Like, thank you to trav and frida for coming on this episode but also thank you to the other guests as well like we've we've definitely learned a lot Mm -hmm. um just by you know listening to people and you know having these really deep conversations with one another like it's really helped and i guess that's why you know like we call it a journey because you know we're learning new things like every week pretty much so yeah yeah cool all right thanks so much guys see you later bye